The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. A warning. This episode contains language and depictions of violence that may be disturbing to some listeners. I wanted you to know that I put in a FOIA request for your 1989 case. Can I send you the stuff that I got? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to Keith Lamar about his 1989 case the one he pled guilty to, involving the shooting death of his childhood friend, Kenyatta Collins, the case that sent him to prison in the first place. Like, what kind of stuff do you find? They sent me the police reports. This story is ever-evolving, and this episode is going to be unlike any of the others so far. What you're about to hear is a raw conversation between me and Keith. There are some witness statements and, yeah, just some stuff that I would like to ask you about because they said things that were different than what you said. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love to have it, yeah, because I've never really actually seen it, believe it or not. Things are about to get very real. Uh-oh, did I lose you? No, I'm right here. I'm Leah Rothman. This is The Real Killer. Episode 6, This Is My Life. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good, yeah. Good, good. Um, well, should we chat? <laughs> I'm nervous. My nervous laugh gives me away. It's been five days since I sent Keith the police reports and crime scene photos. In order to get the reports, I submitted a FOIA request, which is a Freedom of Information Act request to the City of Cleveland's Public Records Department. 
When it comes in, I assume I'm going to read a version of events that matches what Keith told me in a previous episode, that he shot Kenyatta Collins during what seemed to be a robbery at the apartment where he was dealing drugs. Remember, Keith was shot twice too. But the police report says something different. So I struggle. I struggle with whether or not to bring it up to Keith. I keep asking myself, does what happened in 1989 have any real bearing on what he was accused of doing during the uprising? I mean, it wasn't allowed in at Keith's 1995 trial because it was a prior offense. So I waver on whether to go there. It really comes down to an issue of truthfulness. Although Keith has admitted and pled guilty to killing Kenyatta Collins, why would his story be different than what was in the police reports? Not that I can always believe what I read in police reports, because as we all know, law enforcement gets things wrong a lot of the time, especially when it comes to black men. Ultimately, I decide I'm gonna ask him about it. But before our call, Keith emails me and brings up something that's on the second page of the report. It looks like a photocopy of a post-it with Seth Teeger's name on it. Seth Teeger is one of the two prosecutors who tried Keith's case for the state. Keith wonders if I had actually gotten the reports from Seth Teeger. I address that right off the bat. Okay. Um, so, first of all, I did not get the reports, the 1989 police reports from Seth Teeger. Yeah, but um, um, the fact that his name was on that, I mean, it's not uncustomary that they would uh, request that information, but I think it was that information. I mean, I've said it all along that they looked at my record, used my record as leverage to get me to cop out. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's taken by itself. It's, it's damning. But I, I haven't shied away for it. You know, when we spoke last week, you intimated that, well, what you said, uh, obviously, is different from what you said. That that implies something different than what you intended, but it's not different from what I've uh, left. Um, I've omitted some details because it involves other people. But the omissions are not like to deceive or to, you know, uh, mitigate what what happened. I pay guilty to murder. Anything that happened before or after then, you know, pale in comparison is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I killed somebody. I, I admit that. So, you know, whatever questions that you have with respect to that, I'll try to answer them. And I hope you understand that I'm not, uh, there's no sort of like, gotcha, I'm not trying to prove anything or I put in the FOIA request because that's just what you do as a journalist, right? You just... I don't think, I don't think, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't think you, it was a gotcha. If that was the case, you wouldn't have sent me the information before you questioned me about it. So I'm not, I'm not thinking along those lines. I'm just trying to speak into the, uh, the, 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 uh, the vacuum, you know, try to, you know, add some, uh, uh, some detail to what was omitted from my, you know, from, and, and, and ask you, you know, give you some kind of read, some justification why I don't talk about those things in depth, like you, you, on um, in the report that you know the person who saw shot me wasn't Jamaican, but I said that because I I didn't want to tell on that person. That may sound strange to some somebody again that live in your world, but in the world I grew up in, you don't do that. 
even if somebody has tried to take your life. And I'm just saying that that just gives you some kind of indication of how steeped I was in that, you know, in that, in, in that world. And so, and when I was in the same similar situation with Dennis Weaver, I said I was asleep. I wasn't asleep. I saw the whole thing. Remember, Dennis Weaver is the man who was murdered in that K-block cell on the third day of the uprising. Keith is accused of calling for Weaver's murder. But again, I didn't want to be involved because that's how, you know, I've been able to stay alive in this world that I've been living in. And, and, you know, it's hard for people to understand that. So they take the fact that I said I was asleep to, to mean that I had some culpability in his death. And if I did, I would have pled guilty. That's what my record su- suggests. I'm an admitted criminal, a murderer, thief, drug dealer. So, you know, I'm, 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 you know I was fucked up. I was in a fucked up place. So, um, there's no way really around that. Yeah, you know, there's a debate going on right now whether or not Jay-Z was actually a drug dealer, you know, you know, and actually, you know, experienced, you know, some of the things that he rap about. I don't know if you hip to him in, in his music, but, you know, he talk a lot about drugs, a lot about, you know, the, the mentality you got, you, you have to have in order to be a successful drug dealer, you know, and, you know, all that is violence. But I don't think a lot of people fully understand you know, what that really, really is. And then when you have my record and you put that in front of them, people are horrified by that shit. But this is what you rapping to. This is what you riding around, you know, bopping your head to. This is it. You know, but it's hard to kind of get people to kind of understand that. And so, you know, I, I wasn't, I was, I didn't take offense to uh, you, you know, uh, making me aware of my record. You know, it's my record. Yeah. And again, just to, be clear, it was just that you had told me what happened and it didn't seem to be the same. And I think what is the more important conversation is this. I don't give two shits about the details of what happened in 89. I don't. I just, you know, I just had to ask. And I wanted you to, I wanted you to be able to read it. I wanted, I know. And I wanted you to be able to read it. And it was just something that I got, God and I had to ask about. It's not totally irrelevant. I mean, it's some, you know, because the the implication by showing people that report, I'm talking about if you're the prosecutor, is to say, well, look at this guy, he did this, so we should assume that he did this thing. And so the basis for forming that opinion is just, you know, is to look at the parallels. He killed somebody here, he killed somebody here. But it's the nuance or the devil's in the details, as they say. I'm not interested in, 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 you know, I mean, excuse my language, but it's sitting on somebody's grave. And y'all is dead. But he he wasn't the angel. You know, it was things that happened prior to, you know, that, that, that Pacific night, you know, that, you know, put him in that posture, me and him, he and I. You know, he did barge his way into the, um, to the uh, apartment. And one of his friends or his cousin, I can't recall who exactly who that was, uh, said that he came in and said, I know that motherfucker's in here or something like that, something to that degree. But, you know, this this thing that happened between her, it, it, it was an ongoing thing. They robbed me. I shot at them a couple of times a couple of days after that. I mean, this was all leading up to the event that happened that night. It wasn't like, you know, we were just sitting there and I just opened fire on this this person. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know if you ever had a gun pointed to your head. You know, um, that happened to me several times in the environment that I lived in. 
and yet I remained in that environment. So in order to, you know, exist in that world, I had to become part of that environment. So was Kenyatta. So was everybody else who were, you know, in that apartment. That didn't happen. We were we we weren't sitting around in church at Bible study. We was in the drug den, in a drug crime infested neighborhood. That's where that happened. So context is important. Is is is, is important. Now I don't shy away. I, you say it's different from you know what I told you. You know what I mean? In what way? I mean the way that it's presented in the police reports, which again. I'm just stating what it says in the police reports. It, it just says that you guys were all getting high. And then, and Kenyatta was sitting, I think, like on the edge of a sofa or something. Sofa, you pointed the gun out the window, shot it out the window. They're like, what are you doing? And then the next thing they know, you shoot Kenyatta and say, this is for raping my sister or something to that effect. So, I mean, I'm just going off of what I read. I absolutely, it's only why. And you know what? I got to say this. It really has nothing to do. I think the reason I wanted to ask you about it has nothing to do with other, what other people said. It had to do with what you told police, right? Because it, it's just like what, what what you told. Yeah. What you told police was just different than what you shared with me. That's. I was high most days that environment, that life that I was living, you had to be high. You had to be in a different mind state in order to even do the things that you did. Because everything that you do, that you are doing is um, dehumanizing, everything. One of the um, sad things about, you know, coming up the way that I did, you know, that you get lost. And the prison that I was in is way worse than the prison that I came to. Being trapped around that, you know, that arbitrary violence. Like I say, it's deep regret and recognition of what I allow myself to become. See, that's the thing about, you know, this country, uh, you know, uh, especially as it relates to black people. You know, it's like we, we don't get a second chance. I mean, you know, all these things that we're talking about right now happened when I was 18 years old. I'm 53. And you say it don't matter, but they do matter. People who are deciding whether or not they're going to support me or not. They, they cross over all the stuff that I'm doing the, with the project, with the, the music, the art, the engagement that I'm having. Over the last several years, Keith has launched a literacy program, cut an album with a group of world-renowned jazz musicians, written a book, and been a guest speaker in many high school and college classes. We're going to talk a lot more about all this in a later episode. You know, I don't have any illusions about... You know, uh, my chances in terms of getting my life back. But at the end of the day, this is about more than that for me. You know, my whole life now is to kind of repair or rescue my potential from that misspent youth that you're reading about. That's what, you know, my, my life, to make something out of my life, not so some white person at the end of the day can judge whether or not I'm worthy. When you say I don't care about the details, I really don't care about the details because I understand them. Those details that you don't care about, other people will judge me for. But they only judge a part of the record, the worst part. And that's the part that I'm, you're stuck right there. That's all you can ever be, according to some people. You, you know, but I know, you know, you know, that we are better than our worst mistakes. I know that about us as human beings. And I can speak to those things, not from a book, but from my experience. I got bullet bones. 
You know, I saw the pictures. You know, that's my blood in that hallway. I mean, you know, I know we're doing a podcast. This is my life. I didn't shoot myself. I was in a shootout. So, you know, those are things that, you know, that are important, too. I'm talking about you want to have a conversation? Let's have the conversation. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. I continue my conversation with Keith about his 1989 case and the police reports I recently received and shared with him. I'm glad you brought this, because I, I, I promise you, this is the first time i ever seen this. You know what I mean? And even though, you know, uh, uh, the details are somewhat different than how I describe, but you understand that I'm admitting certain things because other people were involved. Nobody ever, you know, was punished for shooting me. Okay, well, you know, I put myself in a dangerous situation and something, you know, um, some harm was done to me. That's my fault. So that's why I didn't tell the police who shot me. I put myself in that situation. That's how I feel about that. I feel the same way about guys who become informants in prison. Uh, snitches get killed in prison. Everybody know that. But I don't think these people who, who were murdered during the riot were like, you know, uh, had nothing to do with themselves. They made decisions about who and what they would do with, they, you know, with themselves as well. But, I mean, that's how I look at it. Not saying that they deserve to die, certainly not admitting to killing them. But I'm saying they're not innocent. You had your back. You became an informant in an environment where, where informants get killed and, and, and they lost their lives. And then they, they offered me to become an informant, offered all of us that opportunity. And I passed. And, and, and for that, I'm being punished. I've been on death row for almost three decades when all I had to do was take the stand and lie on another individual or take a deal. If I was guilty, I would have took the deal. You know, that's what I'm saying, Leah. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's, stuff is complicated, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, stuff is complicated, you know. But, you know, I just don't like it being represented as if we were sitting in some kind of, you know, uh, picnic, 
and you know, you know, I, I just, oh, I just walked into a church where people were praying, and I just opened fire on these people. Or that I just walked into a grocery store where people were shopping, and I just opened fire on those people. Or I just walked into a school where people are learning, and I just opened fire on some kids. I was in a drug-infested, crime-ridden area selling dope, selling poison. You have one minute remaining. So context is important. Yes, context is, is everything. Um, we, are you able to call back? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Keith calls right back. For the record, my original plan was to ask Keith more specifically about how his story differs from the police report. But the more we talk, the more it seems irrelevant. Hello? Hi. Hi. Okay. Is there anything more you'd like to ask me about what you read, you know? Um... I mean, I don't think I have any other questions. I've been a part of this criminal life majority of my life, one form or another. So I'm not naive. I'm not, you know, some kind of, you know, bumbling idiot who kind of stumbled into this thing. I was in prison. I was in the cell. I was in the riot. But I didn't have anything to do with the riot, the planning of it, the carrying out of it. I had nothing to do with the takeover of the prison, any of those things. But now here I am, 30 years later, still trying to explain, you know, you know what I did and didn't do. Not only that, I have to ask to something that happened when I was 18. It's like, goddamn. Talk about, you know, uh, justice, the criminal justice system. It's just a criminal system. People make their own judgments and determine that, you know, they craft decisions to fit their own prejudices and stuff. That's what Seth Keegan them did. Moving my, my trial, you know, uh, to Arlington, Ohio. People have never even seen black people, let alone walk the mile in their shoes. I mean, you're supposed to be tried in front of the jury of your peers. I'm supposed to be able to sit and, and tell people, like, listen, I was selling drugs, and they understand, like, what that entails. And so then they can understand, like, well, we can see how you, you know, you know, you was this person. If you was living in this world, yeah, I know about that world. Yeah, I know, you know, that's what you have to become. So when I hear Jay-Z talk about this world, it's nuances in what he's saying. You know, it's, it's, it's certain things in his lyrics that let me know that he was there. He was also admitted to shooting his brother. His brother took some of his jewelry from him. His brother was on drugs. Jay-Z, billionaire right now. Jay-Z shot him. So I'm saying just based on that, just based on him shooting his brother over some jewelry, I know he had to shoot people and shoot people in, in dealing drugs. That's just par for the course. That's what being a drug dealer is. You know, so but that don't make you that don't that don't make you a mass murderer, a serial killer. I'm not a crusader like I'm trying to rid the world of snitches. Can't do that. So, you know, I just was a convenient, you know, uh stand in. Because of my record, it's my record, you know. So if I'm executed, I, you know, the way I've kind of squared it in my mind, if I'm executed, it's for Kenyatta's death. That's the only way I can really even settle it in my mind. So I've, I've done 34 years, even though I've made steps, great steps to redeem myself. If I'm ultimately executed, that's what it'll be for in my mind. And, you know, I'm all right with that.
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. I just want to make that clear for the record. I wouldn't be talking to you, but I think you were legit. And, and by that, I don't mean that you, you know, you know, you, you write something or do something that's in my favor. I'm not asking you to do that, Leah. I think you're doing a good job. I mean, I'm saying, I, I think you're doing a, I'm like, damn, man, she really dig it. You know what I mean? I, I never saw that report. You know what I mean? <laughs> I never saw that report. But just imagine, <laughs> damn, this lady everywhere. What the fuck? You know what I mean? All up in my business, you know? I don't mind. I don't mind. Do your job. You know what I mean? Do your job. I can't shy away. I admit it to murder. You know, I, you know, looking at those pictures, my blood in the hallway. Man, I didn't sleep that night. I sleep. I remember, I remember the door and everything, going through that door. That door, you know, you know, as a 53-year-old man, I had to go through that door to change my life, you know? All that, you know, when I was young, I had to go through all that, you know? The odds stacked against me. Nobody's going to give me a reward for surviving three decades in solitary confinement without losing my mind. I'm not, I won't get a plaque for that. People might be able to control your environment, but they can't help to control the details of your thoughts and stop you from writing a book. Nobody can stop you from living your life for you. That's, you know, that's my message, you know what I mean? And, you know, the hell with self peaker Fuck him. Fuck him. He's the coward in this equation. He's the coward in this narrative. What you did, you, 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 you. So it's neither here nor there. You know, I'm, I'm at peace where, where I stand, you know, and, you know, um, I see you, you know, you're doing, you know, you're doing your, your, your due diligence and, you know, I, you know, I respect that, um, Leah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you little fighter, get in there. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. Thank you. I think we're probably going to get cut off soon. All this stuff is so difficult, so painful, you know. I mean, it's my life, and I'm talking to, you know, with a virtual strange. So, you know, uh, in just so a bit of time, I feel, you know, painfully, you know, close to you, you know. Um, 
I don't know, I take certain things for granted. So, you know, my experience kind of, you know, uh, uh, warned me against doing that with people. Because, you know, I'm living in this cutthroat environment, whatever. Like I say, and I say it again, you know, I'm not expecting any favors. I just, I just want you to, you know, to, to bring balance to the story. I mean, you know, you know, uh, only way to do that is to, you know, tell, you know, tell, you know, what the prosecutors know did. Because, you know, justice, justice is not like black and white, as I see it. You have one minute remaining. You know, every now and then I have to step back and breathe and say, you know, all is well, Keith. You know, you're doing the best you can do. You know, it's just life. And it's, it's still all of it is going to be over with. So, yeah, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. Okay. Bye. Next time on The Real Killer. This man was probably the most significant prosecution witness. He lied through his teeth. It might not just be Keith's case that has issues. They withheld 35 pieces of evidence. You only need one new piece of evidence to get a new trial. They withheld 35 pieces. Will anyone be held accountable? The first district, like Court of Appeals here in Ohio, had stated the prosecutor's conduct needs reviewed by other authorities. The Real Killer is a production of AYR Media and iHeartRadio, hosted by me, Leah Rothman. Executive producers Leah Rothman and Elisa Rosen for AYR Media. Written by Leah Rothman. Executive producer, Paulina Williams. Senior associate producer, Jill Pashesnik. Coordinator, George Fom. Editing and sound design by Cameron Taggy. Mixed and mastered by Cameron Taggy. Audio engineering by Matt Jacobson. Studio engineering by Anna Mulishan. Legal counsel for AYR Media, Gianni Douglas. Executive producer for iHeartRadio, Maya Howard. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The 
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.